welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and in this episode, I want to share some ideas about clearing energy blocks, like what you can do for yourself. So there are a myriad of ways and techniques that you can begin to address your own energy blocks, but I'm going to talk about two in particular today visualization and pattern interruption. Now, how do you know you have an energy block? Like that's kind of like the first thing to nail down. Oh, do I even have one? You typically will have an energy block when you have an idea of something you want to do or feel like you need to do. So like you're compelled to do it, but you just can't get there. You can't make yourself do it. What happens is we experience emotions. We've talked about this before. We experience emotions and emotions in and of themselves are not bad. But when you experience a negative emotion and you're not able to process it fully, it can become trapped in your body and it can impact every single aspect of your life. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, just everything can be impacted. So visualization is a great way to get your mind on another mindset and get going in a positive direction. With visualization, you need to have an idea of where you want to be. You've heard about vision boards, possibly, where you go through and either cut out magazine pictures or go into something like Canva and bring up pictures you like and stick them all together and make a board. And with this board, like the idea of it is to have a visual representation of what you want your life to look like. What do you want it to look like? It's very visual. Another way to do this and create the vision that you want is to write it out. I'm just an avid writer. I, if you came into my office right now, it'd be a little bit humiliating for me because I have notebooks everywhere. And sometimes I get a little flustered on which notebook I wrote what in, but it's like, I have to grab a pen and write it down. Other people are much more interested in typing. So whatever works for you, write down what your perfect day would look like. If everything you ever wanted had fallen into place, what would it look like? When you wake up first thing in the morning and your eyes open up, what do you feel? What do you smell? What do you hear? 
when your feet hit the ground, how does your body feel? Now, I'm going to get a little bit personal here with this one. I, since I was a small child, I think the first time it happened that I remember, I was about five. I turned quickly, and when I did, my right kneecap stayed where it was, and the rest of my leg moved, and that kneecap went to the right side of my leg, and it paused there for a second, and then it popped back, and let me tell you, it hurt pretty bad, but it would happen frequently depending on what I was doing, and when I was a kid, it really wasn't a problem. But the older I got, the worse it became, and I was probably about 30, and I was at work, and I turned, and my sandal, kind of the bottom of my shoe, stuck to the carpet, and I went down to the ground, like, bam! <laughs> Everybody jumped, pulled me up. It was kind of embarrassing at the moment, but I went to the doctor, and he said that I had a misalignment between my shin bone and my thigh bone. So, and I was born this way, and I didn't have a flat plane for that kneecap to ride on. So, when I would turn, it would pop out. And he swore that he swore up and down that there's no way my knee physically did what I said it did. He said, you would be in the emergency room every time. And I said, but it does, and it's happened since I was a small child, and it's just now really hurting now that I'm 30. Well, he went in to do the surgery. It was complicated. It was hard. It was a lot to recover from. And when I woke up from the anesthesia, he said, by the way, you're exactly right. Based on all the scar tissue, that kneecap has been going over for many, many years. Well, fast forward, I slid and fell. And when I did in the mud, when I did, I tore my meniscus on the other leg. So I went in, had surgery, and when I was very messed up with that surgery, like from the anesthesia, I was very drunk for a number of hours. And when I finally came to and woke up enough, my husband said, well, he said both your knees are really bad and you need both of them replaced. But when you, you know, are ready. And I was like, oh, that's a bunch of crap. I'm not doing it. So when I went in for my follow-up, I said, how dare you say that to my husband that I had to have both knees replaced and he said oh you're too young for it now but the day will come just the way everything is set up and there's some arthritis in there blah 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 blah, blah. And I was like damn I don't want to do that so January of 2022 a few months before that I had met a woman online her name's Natalie Hurdley if you're interested she is a gold medal winning weightlifter. I'm sure it's called something else, but that's what I'm going to call it. And I started working with her one-on-one. -on -one, and we're pretty much every Tuesday at 8 in the morning. And when we first started working together and she would say, Okay, I want you to do some squats. And I'd do like five. And she'd go, No, I want ten. And I'd be like, No, I can't do anymore. Like, I cannot. And the very first time, she actually had me holding weights in my hands. And I was like, oh, no, this is not happening. So over time, we kept adding a little bit more weight. We did a few more squats. We did a few more things. And nine months later, eight or nine months later, I woke up one morning. And when my feet hit the ground and I stood up, I literally bounced. 
when I wake up in the morning now and my feet touch the carpet, I don't even realize I have knees. They don't hurt. They don't creak. They don't crunch. If I squat down to get something, I can squat down to get something and I can get back up. If I'm sitting in a chair or a booth in a restaurant, I don't have to lean on the table to get up because my legs and my knees are strong enough. Will I have to have my knees replaced one day? I hope not, but I could. I mean, I don't know. I think that's way, way far down the road. But I use that story to tell you, when I started with Natalie, I had just come home from a vacation trip in Jamaica, and our room was as far as it could possibly be from where the uh, main swimming pool was, where most of the restaurants were. It was a long walk, and my knees at the end of the day would just be killing me. And so when I started working with her, she was like, what is your goal? And I said, man, when I go next year, I want to be able to walk from my hotel room all the way down the beach. It's on the sidewalk. Walking on sand is harder, but this is walking on sidewalk. I said, I want to be able to do it quickly and easily without like, you know, moaning and groaning. And she said, all right. Well, I had forgotten completely that that was even my goal. In September, my husband and I went to Italy to a wedding. It was spectacular. Have you heard me talk about the wedding? It was phenomenal. And we stayed extra days. We went early, stayed late. And we went to Pompeii. And we got there and the tour guide said, walk up this huge flight of stairs partway and turn around and look at the view. And I can remember thinking, I don't want to stop partway because... There were people there and there was, you know, kind of some railing, but everybody was already stopped. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to, I just want to go to the top. I walked straight to the top. And when I turned around, the view was as spectacular as the gentleman had sold it out to be. I was able to walk up those stairs, that whole flight without holding onto the railing Without my husband having to, you know, drag my happy butt up, I I just walked straight up. I got back. I called Natalie and I was like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this. She was super happy for me. So fast forward a couple months. It's December. It's my birthday month. And I convinced my husband to take me back to Jamaica again. And we got back and Natalie said for our first workout, she goes, so... How was it walking from one end of the resort to the other? Wait, what? I had forgotten completely that that was my goal. But I had it so formulated in my mind that my knees were going to improve that they did. But I did the work. Like, I did the work. It wasn't like thinking grow rich where you just sit around and think and then all of a sudden you're rich. You actually have to do something. I couldn't sit around and just say, oh, I want my knees to be well, and they were well. That would help, right? Release inflammation and things, doing energy work. But you have to do something to build the muscle, build the tendons, you know, get the strength in there. So when you start visualizing what you want your life to be, be extremely specific. I wanted to be able to walk the whole resort. The whole time my husband were there, our room was on the second level. <clears throat> Pardon me. It was on the second level. Our whole trip there, 
a whole seven nights. I think we only used the elevator three times. And that was like when we were really tired at the end of the day from swimming and snorkeling and whatever. So having a vision of what you want is very important. Be clear, be concise. Best if you write it down. What do you want your morning to be? I I want my morning to be when my feet hit the ground and I pop out of bed that I'm like, oh, wow, do I even have knees? What's your thing? What's your thing? Write it down. And then ask yourself little questions. What is one baby step thing I can do to be able to accomplish this? How can I assist this? How can I make it happen even faster? The next one I want to talk about a little bit today is pattern interruption. Pattern interruption. And I am going to see if I can get this gentleman's name that is the author of this book. Um, I'm in a training program called PQ for, you know, you have IQ and EQ. This is positive intelligence quotient. And the author is Shirzad, S-H-I-R. Z-A-D, Shamine, C-H-A-M-I-N-E, and it's called Positive Intelligence, Positive Intelligence, and one of the main key tenets of this book and this practice is you have to recognize when you're going down this path of negativity and interrupt it, interrupt it. So you can interrupt it with touch, with sound, or with sight. So I love the touch one. And he says, when you realize something is going awry and your mind is going down a path you really don't need to be on, if you can focus on the feel of rubbing your thumb and index finger together slowly and gently so that you recognize all the ridges in your fingers. Take a few deep breaths, rub your fingers together. It will literally interrupt the thought process you were having. Then you can put your fingers and, you know, the palms of your hands together and gently rub your fingers and your palms together and notice what you're feeling. And let me tell you, it will completely stop you in your tracks. If you start thinking that somebody is stupid, they're not doing the right thing, or you're telling yourself you're stupid, you're not doing the right thing, all those negative thoughts that go through your head, stop them. Stop them. So this pattern interruption of touch is amazing. The other one is visualization. Focus on something and notice something on a picture on your phone, on your notepad you're writing on, spend a little bit of time noticing something about it that you may not have before because you didn't really look at it. And then sound. I asked my husband, I was practicing this, and I said, where is the nearest train to us? And he goes, what? I said, I was being really quiet, and I was doing this exercise, and it's listen for the furthest sound away from you. And I was, you know, being very still, paying really close attention, and I could hear a train, and I could hear it, you know, shoot its whistle off. Amazing. 
amazing that I could hear that that far away. And we still haven't actually pinpointed where the nearest train is, but I'm amazed I could hear it at any rate. But you can actually stop the pattern of your thoughts, which will clear energy blocks. It will actually open you up to other possibilities. Meditation is another key way to release energy blocks and to get your focus back. There are a bazillion meditations online. I was asked specifically from a woman that I was in a a networking group with, and she said, I just wish there was one that was religious-based, Christian-based, based on scripture. And I had just read the book, The Circle Maker, and he was talking about his meditations being meditating on a scripture. So I put together a meditation to help address anxiety, help address anxiety. And the link to grab that is in the show notes. And I know you're on a phone and you're like, I don't want to go to the show notes. The show notes are there. All you have to do is hit pause. It's in the whole thing. And uh, click the button and grab the meditation because that would be like the third key important thing on clearing your own energy blocks. Grab your meditation, do some practicing. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.